Welcome, Husky fans, to this week's episode of On Second Thought. I'm your host, Kayla Olin, with Sports Illustrated's Husky Maven channel. With me is a very special guest, one of the most loved and well-known personalities of the Pac-12 network. It's Yogi Roth. Yogi, thanks so much for coming on. Of course. Yeah, anything for Pac-12 football, and I know this fan base is on fire, and, uh, and they should be. Got a really exciting team coming back. You talk about fan base, you talk about coaches, you talk about the season. You did it all today. So looking ahead, kind of at the transfer portal and away from the schedule a little bit, because now it's really getting to the gist of players, combine drafts, everything like that. A lot of talk has been the transfer portal. And one of these questions here is, are head coaches now that are in the college football level acting like NFL GMs because of this transfer portal? Yeah, I, I think that college football has totally shifted. I can remember when I played uh, or when I coached or even a year ago, right? I mean, the portal has shifted everything. And every time I talk to coaches or look at their rosters, um, I ask them about roster management. So much so that I have a document to my right here in my home little creative studio of every player to every position per team. So you can see how they balance it out. Like how many alignment do they have? How many did they lose to the portal? What's up with the receivers? Ty Jones just left. How are they filling that spot? And they went and got somebody in the portal, to your point. So I think coaches uh, who have experience in the NFL, obviously Jimmy Lake does, uh, it benefits them in that regard. And I think what we're finding even in recruiting is that it's not necessarily best available. That is a philosophy that sometimes does work. I think when you're building a program, that's the way to go. But for where this program is, right, it's seasoned from Coach Peterson to obviously Jimmy Lake taking it over. Uh, it's, it's GM style. And now even more so of like identifying talent in the future, right? Justin Glenn and that recruiting staff of, hey, who's not playing? Who did we recruit two years ago? Who do we have relationships with? And in almost anticipating the portal, I feel like that's going to be the next move. You bring up a great point kind of in terms of roster, maybe not always best available. We kind of saw that with a move of Joe Burrow going from, you know, Ohio State down to LSU and then Tyler Shaw going to Texas Tech. So they're outstanding players, but was that the number one? Who knows? And it's kind of one of those things I think that sometimes people say, you know, you go to the transfer portal, maybe you just weren't cut out for that program. So how much of that really plays into these head coaches kind of looking at who to bring in, who not to? I think it cuts both ways. You know, maybe weren't good enough for that program is one take. And the other one is not a good fit in that program. You know, I just got off the phone with a high profile quarterback who transferred and all we talked about was fit. You know, it was a five-star guy coming out of high school and it didn't work where he went. And I just think that fit is so undervalued. And I think in recruiting now, you look at what's sold of the majority of institutions, which is fan base, fandom, NIL, et cetera, versus does your skill set fit in the overarching ideology of the head coach, right? And I believe this. I tell it to every quarterback that I meet who's young is if you're good, if your team's good, your coordinator might not be there for more than three years. He, he shouldn't. If you're a top 10 team, he should get a head job and take it if he wants it. So I think fit, honestly, is uh, the most undervalued topic that goes on in recruiting versus, oh, he can sling it. He can play. Well, what offense did he play in, in high school? Does he want, like Sam Heward's a great example, played in the air raid, but he loves the developmental program of John Donovan and what it'll do for him heading into the next level, which is college and potentially the, the following level. So that's, that's a fit. Um, so I think there's a lot of ways to cut it and slice it, but overall, I think fit is one of the most undervalued things that, that needs to get a little more play. 
I completely agree with you in terms of fit being a huge thing. And one that I think of in terms of fit and really moving around is Cahoe, who committed to Washington, was with Washington, left for Alabama, just won a natty with Alabama, enters the transfer portal again, and is now at Utah. So it is just the weird concept, especially for young athletes in different colleges. He now has been basically in every different region in the country. <laughs> yeah, multiple time zones. Yeah, I remember when Ali Cahoe came out and I mean, he was working out at UW, you know, in the summer months. And all of a sudden he's in Tuscaloosa. And I think the thing that 2020 has done in recruiting is that uh, you look at COVID-19 and players being outside of their footprint, away from their family. I think that's going to impact players staying home. I look at name, image, and likeness. And if you build a name on the West Coast uh, or in the Paxful footprint, you don't have to go to LA. You can still go to Pullman or you can still go to Seattle, uh, but you want to stay in the community that already knows you. I think that's going to be something. And then I even look at social justice and what our coaches are doing uh, in the Pac-12 and what the schools and the communities. Nobody's perfect, but I think that our regions, I think it's fair to say, are a little further ahead than others around the country. So when I think about that, I say, well, why would anybody leave? And I think you're going to start seeing players stay more so than not. We'll have some still both, and, and that's going to be part of new age recruiting. But I think those three elements are going to be a big reason why you see players come home, whether that's through the portal, like Ali Cajo, come back to Utah to the Pac-12 footprint, or if it's players who are in this region, right? Like Corey Foreman going to USC. You bring up a great point with that. You also brought up, you know, high school and you also even touched on Sam Heward and the air raid, but then wanting to do a little bit of a development. That also has to do with the relationship sometimes and the relationship with family, with family, parents, with the athletes. So let's look at those relationships that coaches have with those high schoolers where they come in second. How important do you think it's going to be to more amicably part ways when it isn't your team's hat that's picked. <laughs> it's, it's a really good point. I talked to a coach the other day about a quarterback who signed with one school, not his school. He goes, you know, I think I'm just going to shoot him a text, say I'm thinking about him because he may or may not play at may. that school. Right. And I, I think that is uh, or, or, or shoot his high school coach a text or just say, stay in his conversation, stay in his world. And I think that's the smart thing to do as a coach to stay connected to part amicably. And also as a coach to understand that this is hard for kids. Like think back to your first big decision. I remember mine, right? Agonizing over what college to go to. Right? Nobody was hitting me up in my DMs. Nobody was asking me for interviews like they are for high profile recruits now. So I, I think coaches having uh, some empathy, which most do to a decision. Like I haven't heard many stories like I used to back in the day where I commit to X school and it's not yours. And they're like, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, hang up the phone. I, I, that doesn't happen anymore. Uh, I think also, though, to your point of being amicable, it's also going to happen on your own roster, right? Because how many guys have we seen enter the portal and then decide to come back? I mean, that's a thing, too. So I, I think overarching coaching philosophies in this era, I, I'm curious, like, do you take a hard stance when you've got a highly competitive roster that's deep, like Washington, for instance, and say, hey, man, if you're not in the two deep, like, see ya? Or is it hey, I'm going to work you through special teams. And that, to me, is a healthy way to do it. That's how Jimmy Lake is doing it. It's how most coaches, I believe, are doing it that I'm connected to in this conference. Uh, but there, it is a line in the sand where, where coaching is making a shift. 
And like you mentioned, sometimes it is just building up a little bit of a relevancy, getting your name out there because some people like ZTF didn't have really any backing in his recruitment process. And you mentioned that's one of their biggest decisions. I remember buying my first car and I thought that was the biggest decision of my life. It gave me straight anxiety when I was signing that paper. I can't imagine being these college athletes. But yeah. that makes this transfer portal so interesting is that now it kind of takes a little bit of that pressure if you don't really find your home right away. So that is from Yogi Roth. He kind of talks about the NFL GMs being similar to college football coaches. What do you think? Do you agree or disagree? Go ahead and let us know in the comments. Also, don't forget to check out si.com slash college slash Washington for tons of more great free football and basketball content all season long.